Welcome to another episode of Money is Freedom. We're recording today in our beautiful Briarcliff studio overlooking the Missouri River Valley near Kansas City. I look out our window at both Missouri and Kansas. Way back in 2002, I wrote a book called Million Dollar Management. The idea was to share some of the science of portfolio management with novice investors. Many people then, as many people now, didn't understand that investing had grown beyond guessing at stocks or selecting bonds with the highest interest rates. Large portfolio managers employed a different approach. The largest pools of money, pension plans, charitable endowments, university foundations, applied portfolio science in a deliberate way. In simple terms, they focused more on the forest and less on the trees. My book attempted to share those same lessons so that family investors could use the same techniques for family financial success. Million Dollar Management was the name I chose to emphasize those big money lessons work in your 401k or IRA too. This series of podcasts is going to revisit and update some of those ideas. This one is called, Is Investing Worth the Time and Energy? So first, investing is voluntary. No one can make you invest. You can spend every penny you earn each week and hope every new week will be better than this one. You can put all your extra money into the bank where bankers will pay a few percent each year. So investing is a voluntary activity. Is investing worth the effort? Yes, good investing can solve a lot of problems. Investing is primarily about using your extra money to make more money. What is the result of more money? Fewer worries, more freedom, and ability to give and help others. So yes, good investing is worth the effort. But the results of investing are incremental. In other words, with good investing, your savings might grow to, say, $100,000. But the same savings rate into a bank account or a box under your bed might have still reached $80,000. Your massive efforts at investing added just $20,000 to the situation. So pouring a lot of time or energy into investing may not be worth all those efforts. Truthfully, success in investing is tied more to behavior than study. The discipline of saving, dollar-cost averaging, and emotional control bring far more to the bottom line than studying the Wall Street Journal or The Motley Fool. Here's what Warren Buffett said on the subject. We don't have to be smarter than the rest. We have to be more disciplined than the rest. So here are some practical solutions. I suggest that you use goal-based investing. In other words, set aside a list of goals and activities that require money and then focus your activity towards accomplishing those goals. So if one of your goals is to buy a Porsche 10 years from now, then invest that money as a separate pool and keep track as you work towards that goal. Focus your energy on discipline and behavior. Be mindful about spending. Remember that most of the big money in investing is done by professionals. You are an amateur competing against professionals. Delegate the tasks that bore you and you don't understand. Don't neglect them due to your personality or interests. Put your efforts into the 20% that matters, asset allocation. More on that in just a minute. And find a good fiduciary advisor to help. Not next week or next month or when I get some money. Today, you surely fall into one of two categories. You know what you need and a professional can help you get better. Or you don't know what you need, which is an even stronger case for getting help. 
Way back at the end of the 1800s, there was an Italian man, Vilfredo Perito, and he created some science that has uh, become very important and very relevant as we invest. He, among other things, he had a garden. And in his garden, he noticed that 20% of the pea pods produced 80% of the peas. Okay, so he had all these plants where he had planted peas. And when he got ready to harvest, he noticed that just 20% of the actual pea pods created 80% of the peas. Perito then observed, he started looking around, around at other things to see how this applied, that 80% of the land in Italy was owned by just 20% of the population. And further, when he expanded on that, he found that that was true in most places. And as a matter of fact, as this idea has been researched in subsequent years, we've discovered that it applies to almost everything. 80% of your outcomes come from just 20% of your inputs. It applies to nearly everything, good and bad. 80% of all music sales come from just 20% of the artists. 80% of all book sales come from just 20% of the authors. 80% of the drama in your life comes from just 20% of your friends. 80% of crime comes from 20% of the population. 80% of your revenues come from 20% of your customers. 80% of your problems come from 20% of your customers. 80% of your success comes from 20% of your efforts. So it becomes really important that you understand what that 20% is. What is the 20% that generates 80% of my returns? And I'm going to posit with you today that part of that is what drives world-class athletes, musicians, and scholars. It's maybe more so than the rest of us. They understand the 80-20 rule. The way I describe this when I talk to people is professional golfers, okay? Probably any of us could be much better at golf if we practiced as much as they do. Okay, if we would dedicate ourselves to hitting 10,000 golf balls, our game would probably improve. But we can't do that. Most of us could not do that even if we wanted to do it. We don't have the perseverance. We don't have the interest. We don't have the patience. Professional golfers, they do. They focus their attention on that 20% of things that makes a huge difference. Other athletes, I've seen the same thing. You know, they talk oftentimes about athletes that are really good and say he works harder than anybody else. I've heard that said many times before. But it's not just a question of the hours he puts in. It's a question of what he or she does with those hours they put in. They focus on that 20%. Abraham Lincoln had a quote that I love. He said, basically, if I had but eight hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend the first seven sharpening my axe. He understood what the 20% was and the 80% was. Okay. In his case, he understood that having proper tools would make all the difference in the world. So in closing, I guess I think what's really important in investments and what's been shown to us many times is that the asset allocation, your mix of stocks, bonds, real estate, cash, will drive your investment performance much more than the individual stocks or the individual bonds in your portfolio. That's the 20% where value is added. Focus on that, your asset allocation and what's appropriate to meet your individual goals. There's an old story where a crowded vendor is selling fishing lures on a wharf. 
Now, these lures are uniquely bright and colorful, and he can barely keep up with demand. People are just walking up and buying almost everything he's got. A would-be fisherman hollers over to him, over the crowd, and he says, So, do the fish like these lures? The crusty old vendor grins and answers back, Mister, I ain't selling them to fish. Investment people today understand this. They have a new and exciting investment idea every single day. Those CNBC talking heads are interviewing the flashiest expert with the shiniest baubles. It's alluring, intriguing, and distracting. And it sells. What it doesn't do is catch fish. If the ideas don't get you where you're going, then they are poison to your plans. Let's get together and work together to reach your destination. Money is freedom, and freedom is fun.